0: Hey everybody, welcome into episode 9 episode nine of the My Fantasy Football Podcast. How crazy is it that we are 9 episodes deep already? I already almost forgot the episode number, and we're only <laughs> 9 episodes in, so that's a, that's a good sign. Today I'm joined by just Ian Black today. Matt Alkiza is out of town, so he's not going to be able to record for his starts of the week with us. He submitted him, so you'll get to hear his starts of the week later in the episode, but it's just Ian tonight. Uh, Ian, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing good, man.
1: I'm ready to pick up the slack from Matt and talk some I football. Know, right? He's just slacking hardcore,
0: not, right, not being on this super There's important life. podcast. <laughs> We're here to educate the people, and he just doesn't care about them anymore. He's, he's, the lost, he's lost touch with your reality. We'll have an intervention. Hey, did you watch the football game last night?
1: Uh, yeah, I watched a good bit of it. It was ugly. I didn't. <laughs> it was, I was really hoping it would be a fun game, some Fitz magic and... Gardner Minshew going wild, and uh, it was a lot more of a snooze fest than I was uh, hoping going in. But James yeah. Robinson looked good. That was fun.
0: <laughs> I love how NFL Network does such a good job at just giving us the worst game every single week. And See also, Netflix. on top of that, they give us... <laughs> they they make it the hardest to watch, and it's only available on like two streaming platforms and two cable networks. It's so ridiculous, man. I feel like 90% of the time I'm having to go stream it somewhere illegally uh, <laughs> if I don't have a friend's place to watch it at. It's so dumb. But, yeah, it was it was a really ugly game. I didn't get to watch all of it. Only really thing that I noted out of it was that James Robinson is pretty pretty good at football, a lot better than, I think, NFL scouts thought.
1: Yeah, he, he looked pretty good. They give him a lot of opportunity. He's not uh, super mobile is something I noted last night, but he's strong and he's willing. He's one of those guys that just... Puts his shoulder down in the whether he's catching the ball or running it, and he's there to prove himself, which is fun to see from an undrafted rookie like that.
0: Yeah, I think it's really surprising how he's been using the bat in the catching the ball out of the backfield. He had 11 carries, 46 yards, and two touchdowns, but he also caught all six of his targets. So he had six receptions for 83 yards. Um, yeah,
1: that's, it's just not something you expect from a guy who didn't profile as a pass catcher coming yeah. in with no off season to really get in. Uh, but like they mentioned last night in the broadcast, that. Coaching staff said, Hey, we don't care where you picked, you're earning it this offseason. And he's gone in and earned it. And I think that's fun. Brought a fun light to an otherwise very bloody and injury filled first couple weeks of the season.
0: Yeah, for sure. He's been a the waiver wire sweetheart so far. And I am very glad that I picked him up in our our league with our friends. Um it is saving my team after I lost Saquon Barkley and started 0-2. Uh (laughs) hey, if you listen to shout out James Robinson. If you're listening, (laughs) thank you. I love you.
1: Yeah, um, hard to hear on this podcast.
0: Yeah. Hey, well, let's jump into some either or for the week, week three of NFL football. But before we do, uh, know that Matt's answers for either or are not in here. So if you want to ask him what he thinks, you can follow him on Twitter at AlkezaFFB. You can also follow me on Twitter at SamFFB and Ian at IanB uh, Ian underscore FFB. Uh, so go reach out to us on Twitter. Our DMs and our mentions are always open. We'd love to interact with you guys on The great tweeter app. Uh, Mm -hmm. But let's jump straight into this either or. We're going to start at the running back position. Uh, Either or. So you can go either Devin Singletary with the Bills or Daryl Henderson with the Rams.
1: Ian, what do you think? Yeah, they're playing against each other this week. Um, And they're two backs that uh, have a lot of injuries behind them with Akers and Brown. Uh, not going to be playing for the Rams, and Moss not looking to suit up for the Bills this weekend. So it's really going to be these two guys with all the opportunity they can take. Uh, With that being said, I think I have them right next to each other in my rankings. I have Henderson 27th on the week, and I have Singletary 28th on the week in my current rankings. Um, I think I'd lead Henderson because I think he has a little bit more boom upside in him. Uh, They're both fine pass catchers and relatively dynamic. Um, I expect the Rams to actually win this game so I would expect them to play from ahead more and give Henderson the ball a little bit more. Um, But uh, based off of what we've seen from the Bills so far this season, that would require the Rams shutting them down in a way we haven't seen yet. The Rams have given up a good bit of yards on the ground this year, Uh, so Singletary could be in for a good game, but if they fall behind, they might have to go away from that and make Josh Allen prove it with his arm this week for real.
0: Yeah, so... Just for clarification, you picked Devin Singletary, correct?
1: No, I actually picked Henderson. I have him once oh, by. Oh,
0: wow. I misheard you. I think I may have zoned out for a second. I thought I i thought I was hearing you pick Singletary. No, uh, I'm no. actually actually—I'm actually going to pick Singletary. Um, I have them back-to-back in my rankings as well. I have them a, a pretty decent bit higher than you do. I have them back-to-back. Devin Singletary at 21, Daryl Henderson at 22. I just want to note some guys that I have them over on the week. I had them over guys like Leonard Fournette, David Johnson, Melvin Gordon, Todd Gurley, Jerick McKinnon, Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins, Ronald Jones. Um, I I think that both of these guys are in a prime position to lead their respective backfields with injuries plaguing their backfields. You kind of already said that. Zach Moss is out for the game. Cam Akers is out as well. Uh, The rumors are that Malcolm Brown is also going to be out. He has um, something wrong with his pinky finger, I believe. Um, but that the rumors are that Malcolm Brown's also going to be out. So if that's the case, Daryl Henderson was going to be the lead. He's going to be the lead back for the, the Rams. I don't expect him to get a ton of work because Sean McVay is the, the wonder boy, as some people call him. And he loves to get the wide receivers involved in the running game, as we see with Robert Woods all the time and Cooper cup every now and then. Um, but I'm, I'm really, really interested in Devin Singletary this week. Um, I mean, the Bills have been extremely pass-happy the first two weeks, and I think this is going to be the game where they're going to have to rely on running the ball with Josh Allen and with Devin Singletary, and because Zach Moss is out, I think Devin Singletary's going to get a lot of work. I think there's a chance he can get 18 to 22 carries this game, and with that many touches and that many carries by themselves, um, I think he's going to have a chance to to get some pretty good efficiency and some pretty good work out of that. I, I expect him to score um, I, I am a little bit afraid about T.J. Yeldon being a passing back coming in and kind of stealing some of his work a little way on third downs. We know that Devin Singletary is not the worst at passing downs, but he's not a specialty in that like T.J. Yeldon is. So I've got Devin Singletary one spot higher at 21 than Daryl Henderson. So I'm going to go De- Devin Singletary here.
1: Yeah, I can definitely see that. I think they're both fine flex plays this week. Yeah. Um, I, I went with Henderson because I think he has a bit more of a ceiling this week. But Singletary probably has the higher floor, uh, even with both backs being the only ones healthy on their team. You really probably can't go wrong with either this week.
0: I think that's the biggest disagreement that we have is just that he he Ian thinks that they are flex plays. I think that they could be slotted in as RB twos on the week just because of their their matchup um, and that their their opportunity uh, with the injuries plaguing their backfields. But let's move on to wide receivers. Uh, wide receivers, um, I I have them back to back in my rankings. Ian's is a little bit farther apart, but it's still a really, really tough choice. Um, we're going to go with DK Metcalf or Terry McLaurin. Uh, DK Metcalf on the Saints is playing against the um, – oh, gosh, remind me, Ian. Dallas. He's yes. playing against Dallas this week. And then Terry McLaurin on the Red – not the Redskins, sorry, the football team playing against um, Cleveland. Ian, who are you picking here?
1: Uh, this week I have Terry McLaurin at wide receiver number nine overall. And I have, uh, where do I have? I have DK Metcalf at wide receiver 12. So I have them both as wide receiver ones on the week. Yeah. Um, the Browns have given up the fifth most points to wide receivers in fantasy this year. And Dallas has given up the sixth most points uh, to points to wide receivers. I think just the small nitpicking type of thing is I expect uh, Terry McLaurin to be the focal point of the offense. Uh, Steven Sims has been a little more involved than people expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, Antonio Gibson's getting more involved, uh, but the Browns are a bit easier of a matchup, even with Dallas giving up all the points they have this year. Um, Dallas has been a little inconsistent in coming from behind, but they have just as big a chance of playing from ahead. Um, and Terry McLaurin doesn't have a Tyler Lockett to compete with. I love DK Metcalf this weekend and in season long. Uh, but I think Terry McLaurin gets you a better chance at that boom against a weird Cleveland Browns team this week. Yeah. I
0: think that's, I think that's really, really fair. I've got them back to back in my rankings. I got Metcalf at 11 and McLaurin at 12. Um, so naturally I'm going to choose DK Metcalf here. Um, I think they're both two guys that are truly, truly the the future at the position of wide receiver in the NFL. They are supremely talented, dk metcalf we joked about it on a couple either last episode or the episode before that about how dk metcalf has made people look like fools for overreacting to his three cone drill i mean the <laughs> man is the man is insane and he is a nfl wide receiver through and through um and i just believe in the talent of dk metcalf i, I love terry mclaurin too don't hear me wrong i think terry mclaurin is supremely talented. um but I, I believe in the talent of DK Metcalf against the Cowboys secondary, who has proven to be much worse than people expected them to be. And like you said, fifth and sixth at um, wide receiver points on the year. Um,
1: I, who I thought you know, Byron Jones was good at football? <laughs> what'd you say? I said, Who thought Byron Jones was good at football?
0: Yeah, for real. Great idea to trade him to the Dolphins. At least he's not in your conference anymore. So, good idea. Uh, <laughs> But I I think this is more of just a a gut call and going Metcalf over McLaurin. So if you're one that's going to listen to statistics and analysis, go with McLaurin, go with Ian here. But if you're going to believe in me and you're going to believe in my gut, join me on the ride with Metcalf this week. I just, I I feel good about Metcalf this week. I think he's going to, I think he's going to surprise us or not surprise us, but I think he's going to perform really, really well. And I think McLaurin has a great week too. They're both, they're both wide receiver ones for me, but I have Metcalf uh, running them out for just one spot
1: higher. Yeah, I own it so much DK Metcalf this year. Uh, they are going in pretty similar ranges in uh, most all-season drafts, and yeah. I own more Metcalf than I do McLaurin. Uh, but McLaurin has shown that his rookie year was not a fluke, and I really don't think you can go wrong. These guys are both studs, and like you said, the future. This is, uh, they'll be, they're will they going to be fun to watch.
0: I just traded for, D, for Terry McLaurin in a league, actually. I traded away. I'd love to hear your trade analysis on this. Yeah. I traded away – Tyreek Hill and Brian Hill. Um both Hills. I didn't realize that until just now actually. That's funny. Brian Hill and Tyreek Hill for Terry McLaurin and AJ Green.
1: Oh, I take that all day. Yeah. And AJ Green's seen what like twenty two, twenty three targets through two weeks. Yeah. He's only brought home four of them, but he said himself this week, he said, Next week I'm gonna be healthy. I've been dealing with something. Um that's a steal. And Tyreek Hill is so boomer bust. If you listen to Mike Tagliere Air with Fantasy Pros, he points out that tiger kills only a wide receiver two or better like 40 percent of the time yeah um, he has those weeks with 35 fantasy points but he has tons of weeks with single digits nicole going to get you that consistent production and that more than makes up for that huge oh, yeah. buy up from brian hill to aj green that's a great deal
0: yeah i was pretty pretty pumped when the guy offered it to me i didn't even have to reach that hard oh, for it. he I- offered that to me so uh i accepted that one pretty hard That's a Um, note to anyone
1: listening. If anyone in their league still has A.J. Green and is not feeling too hot about his first couple weeks, buy him up. It's also a note to anyone. If you have
0: Tyreek Hill, his name recognition is a great trade bait. Go trade away Tyreek Hill if you need some more solid, fancy points to get you every single week and you don't need a big, boomer, bust player. True. Um, All right, let's go to tight ends. Last one for either or. So we're going with either Jordan Reed or... Logan Thomas, our grossest one of this game this week. <laughs> awesome. uh, it's very, very. It leaves like a really bad taste in your mouth. Um, kind of like one of those like little throw up burps. You know what I'm talking about? That's yeah. what this.
1: That's what this pick is. Uh, who you taking here? Um, man, I have them literally right next to each other in my rankings this week. Uh, George Kittle's out again this week, so that means Jordan Reed's getting the suit up again, and he's playing against a Giants team who's allowed the fourth fewest points to tight ends this season, but. Those tight ends that they faced were on the Bears and Jimmy Graham and the Jets and Chris Herndon, who have both turned in absolutely no value this season anyways. Um, So that might be more of a matter of who they played than how good they are at it. But running with what we have, Logan Thomas is facing the Browns, who have actually allowed the most points to tight ends in the league this year. Uh, Fantasy points. They have allowed an average of 25.4 points to tight ends so far in games this season, which is just absurd. Logan Thomas has the volume. Uh, he hasn't done a ton with it in terms of a yards per attempt basis, but Logan Thomas is, has a dream matchup, and they both have low floors because they're not the kind of guys you scheme around. Um, so I guess roll with Logan Thomas.
0: Uh, and I'm not going to add anything. I'm going to say I'm going Logan Thomas, too. I was planning on taking Jordan Reed, but you just talked me out of it. And you also just talked me out of my tight end start of the week, which was Jordan Reed. So, <laughs> there you uh, go. <laughs> so yeah, thanks. That was that was great analysis right there. I was gonna go Jordan Reed, but I have Logan Thomas, and I actually just flip flopped them in my rankings as well. I got Logan Thomas at eleven, Jordan Reed at fourteen. There you go. I think just Jordan Reed.
1: Rep, I have them at. I have Logan Thomas at fifteen and Jordan Reed at sixteen on the week.
0: We go. I feel like that's really low but yeah, you you, man. Uh, <laughs> I think that Jordan Reed still has the potential to have a good week, but I actually did not know about
1: the Giants being that good
0: at covering the tight end. So uh, that's great. Yeah, that's We'll great have to see right if it,
1: they hold it up. They have some, a sneaky, interesting defense. They're not like a crazy good defense or anything, but they have some interesting pieces where if they add a draft, another solid player or two in the next year, they're, yeah. they have a fun defense. Yeah. Jordan All right. Well, has,
0: well Let's go into starts of the week. Um, this this should be pretty this should be pretty funny. Let's start with Matt's actually. Uh, Let's we'll start do it with ahead. Matt's quarterback. Um, I'll explain his quarterback, and then you can. Ex- I'll also explain quarterback and wide receiver, and you can explain wide, running back and tight ends. That sound good? Sounds great. So we'll start with quarterback, and then we'll go through each of us. Uh, for Matt's start of the week at quarterback, he's got Mitch Trubisky. Uh, his notes that he left for us is that quarterback. He's the quarterback 16 on the year. He's had two decent weeks. Uh, One of them was better than the other. Um, And his his main argument for it is that quarterbacks have been tearing up the Falcons, and he's he's right. Quarterbacks have been destroying the Falcons. Um, They have the worst defense to opposing fancy quarterbacks through two weeks. Um, They give up lots and lots and lots of points in actual football. Like they score, they have lots of touchdowns scored against them. so I think the Bears as a whole, I, I, I agree with Matt. Mitch Trubisky's a great start this week. Uh, he also has a little bit of a rushing upside. He's not afraid to just scramble out of the pocket, pick up a few yards. Um, so I think the Bears as a whole, Mitch Trubisky, Allen Robinson, uh, David Montgomery. Uh, not Jimmy Graham. Just do yourself a favor. Don't start Jimmy Graham. Drop him off of your roster if you have him. Sure, he can go out. He can have a great week. He's not worthy of a pickup. He's 85 years old. Don't touch him. Uh, but Matt's start of the week.
1: Just thirty yards and a touchdown.
0: Yeah, one reception. <laughs> uh, Matt, start of the week at quarterback, Mitch Trubisky. Ian, who's your start of the week quarterback? Uh,
1: going back to Mitch Trubisky real quick. Okay. Uh One player I on my Twitter feed every week I try and give people a player to pick up before the hype happens on them, and a guy who I pointed out on Twitter is Darnell Mooney. Uh, he's been playing over Anthony Miller in the Chicago offense, rookie. Uh, he hasn't had the volume yet, but he did have a touchdown last week. If we are going to have a Darnell Mooney breakout game, it's probably going to be this game because uh, the Bears' schedule gets a lot harder as the season goes on. And Trubisky has a cakewalk the first few weeks, which is why I think he has QB 16 on the year. I think that's a great play. Mitch Trubisky was in my thoughts for start of the week. Uh, my start of the week, though, is I'm running it back. I'm running Big Ben again, start of the week. Uh, Houston's allowed the seventh most fantasy points to quarterback. Wait,
0: did you have Big Ben last week?
1: I did. Oh, wow. Okay. That changes things. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I had Big Ben last week and Houston has allowed the seventh most fantasy points to quarterbacks this year. Big Ben had uh, 29 completions for 311 yards, two touchdown and interception last week. Uh, this game is going to be a shootout uh, because that's all the Texans can do. Shoot the ball out. Uh, he has such great chemistry with Deontay Johnson. And obviously it's something still there with Juju. Juju. Uh, James Conner still looks healthy enough to play, which I mean is just a plus for Big Ben in terms of them having to try and stop their running game a little bit, which they haven't really done well so far. Um, I expect Big Ben just to be a guy to high floor, could have a Big Ben type of uh, heyday game ceiling type too. So run with Big Ben. He, he's not a sexy name, but he's a name you want on your team right now.
0: Yep. What so do you we, got? Uh, well, for me, I, I did not know that you went – Same quarterback as last week. I am also going the same quarterback as last week. I'm (laughs) going Joe Burrow again for my quarterback start of the week. (laughs) I mean,
1: (laughs) it's a great matchup this week.
0: Feels so. It feels so dumb, man. But just just for reference, I have I had Joe Burrow quarterback 12 on the week last week, and he finished at quarterback 10. He finished better than I projected last week. So this this week, I have Joe Burrow quarterback 11 on the week. So just in that just in that little back end tier of the quarterback ones, uh, and I just I love Joe Burrow this week. It's it's against the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles have are uh, there's there's not really much stats I need to give you or analysis I need to give you. The Eagles are terrible. Their their defense is bad. Something in their water. Everybody gets hurt. They play terrible football. Carson Wentz looks like a middle school quarterback. Um, I think Joe Burrow comes out and he. Last week was kind of his mini statement game of, "Hey, I'm a legit NFL quarterback." I think this is his his actual statement game. He comes out, he turns out the lights here, uh, and he just he shows everybody that he is the real deal. Three weeks in a row of looking like an awesome rookie NFL quarterback. I think he has a great game. I, I really do. And I also think that it's going to be a pretty. I don't know why I think this, but I think it's going to be a pretty good game too. Um, I think it's going to be high scoring. Joe Burrow is going to throw a lot. I think Carson Wentz is going to get up early, potentially. Um, but I think Joe Burrow is going to come from behind, and, and I think they're going to win. I th- that's my upset of the week again. Um, but, yeah, Joe Burrow, quarterback 11 on the week, my quarterback start of the week. I have no shame in doing this.
1: <laughs> Man, yeah, Joe Burrow is a fun pick. He is really fun. I have him in that, like, high-end QB2 uh, range, but I have him ahead of Trubisky. Um, this week, I think he's a great play, a fun play. Eagles have been pretty middle of the pack in terms of just average defense against quarterbacks so far this year, and they have a good chance to be uh, in a position where they're either playing well or playing from behind, both which work in Joe Burrow's favor. Yep.
0: Well, let's go back to Matt. Let's do his running back start of the week.
1: Yeah. Matt. tell us his running pretty, back start of the week? Yeah. Matt is starting Devin Singletary this week. His start of the week. We already kind of talked about him. Uh, Matt listed the... The Rams are 25th in the league in terms of uh, fantasy points allowed to running backs, which means they're the eighth worst in the league. Uh, Moss is out high over under on this game, uh, two fast paced offenses. They both do play very fast. Um, I do expect the score to be a little lower than people might be expecting this week personally, uh, but numerically and based off of a lot of people, Singletary is a great play this week. Uh, you really can't do wrong. He's a high, high end uh, flex, Lowend, running back two, uh, pretty much everybody's rankings. He's a guy who you want to start this week if you've got him.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think it's he's going to have a big game. We already talked about it earlier. I chose Devin Singletary over Dale Henderson. So I agree with him. I think it's a good call, Matt. How about yeah. you? Who's
1: yours? All right, my start of the week. Hear me out, friends. Many of you might not know this name, but you want to pick up and start Jeff Wilson at running back this week. Jeff Wilson is going to be the starting running back for the San Francisco 49ers this week, even with Tarek McKinnon healthy. Uh, They're playing against a Giants team that has allowed the 11th most fantasy points to running back so far this year. Uh, Nick Mullins is probably starting at quarterback this week. I I haven't checked up the Jimmy Garoppolo news, but last checkup it was Nick Mullins is most likely starting this week. Uh, Nick Mullins, fun fact, has actually been statistically better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, in his starts in San Francisco, which has been more than most backup quarterbacks, because Jimmy hilarious. G has been super healthy. Um, more yards per attempt, more fantasy points per game, things like that. Um, but either way, he's a backup quarterback. I expect them to keep the ball on the ground a good bit. Uh, they have a good chance to do that, because they're playing a pretty sorry team in the New York Giants this week. Uh, so as long as the game script's good, which I expect it to be, you want to start Jeff Wilson this week. I have him, just for reference, one spot above of my... Darrell Henderson and Devin Singletary pair on the week, and I'm kind of scared that I don't have them high enough. Uh, it's a, one of those crazy games where a running back has three touchdowns one week, and then never is never heard from again the rest of the year uh, or until he's mm-hmm. healthy. Uh, start Jeff Wilson this week.
0: I think it's a good call. I think people have been freaking out about Jerick McKinnon. I think he's going to have a great game, but uh, I'm with you. I think Jeff Wilson outperforms him. Um, yeah. If it means My- anything,
1: I have Jerick McKinnon one spot below Henderson and. Uh, Singletary. So I have them both having really good low-end RB2, high-end flex kind of weeks, uh, both as the running backs in San Francisco. Play either one, but Jeff Wilson's a guy who probably wasn't owned coming into the week.
0: Yeah. For me, my running back start, I guess I should say starts of the week. Uh, both of the running backs on the Chargers, specifically Josh Kelly, uh, but Josh Kelly and Austin Eckler both, they're both going to have great games. I mean, The the Panthers are the worst against the run. In fantasy and in real football analytics, they are just they're really bad. It's looking like Derek Brown is trending towards being a bust. I'm not going to say that he is a bust, but he's trending that way. He's had two really, really bad weeks, and their defensive line was already bad. They were really hoping that he would be a good pick. Uh, But, yeah, I got Josh Kelly and Austin Eckler as my starts of the week. I am debating starting Josh Kelly over guys like... Devin Singletary, and Kareem Hunt in my lineup. I don't know if I'm going to be able to pull myself to do that, Um, but Josh Kelly, he's going to have a great game. I think the game ship is going to go something along the lines of Justin Herbert's going to come out, guns firing. The Chargers are going to get up really, really quick. I think Austin Eckler scores one or two touchdowns in the first half and the second half. They're going to try to continue to acclimate that rookie, Josh Kelly, and they're going to get him comfortable with the system, and they're just going to run the crap out of him in the second half. And he's going to get a lot of a lot of fancy points. And the Panthers gonna be playing from behind against a great defense. There's going to be a lot of turnovers. I think the Chargers run away at the game. And Josh Kelly gets a lot of carries in the second half. Um, so, yeah, Josh Kelly specifically. But both of those running backs are starts of the week for me for sure.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's a great call. I actually, funny enough, I have Josh Kelly one spot ahead of Jeff Wilson this week.
0: Yes, um, I have
1: him In RB2 territory, Josh Kelly is a guy who I'm starting over. Those names who I mentioned and then starting over, David Johnson, Mike Davis, J.K. Dobbins, Tariq Cohen, those kind of guys. Uh, Josh Kelly rushed the ball 23 times last week in a game where they almost upset the Chiefs. Uh, they're going to be playing from head, like you said. That's a great matchup. I think he's the future of this backfield with or without Austin Eckler. Start Josh Kelly, just like Sam said.
0: Also, Josh Kelly is the second running back on the Chargers, and he has the fifth most carries in the entire NFL through two weeks. The fifth
1: most. Insane. I knew it was a lot, but that's dank.
0: That is insane. I mean, that should tell you all you need to know about Josh Kelly against the Panthers this week. Um, so oh, let's yeah. go ahead. Let's move to wide receivers. I'll take Matt's for this round. Matt's wide receiver start of the week. He's doing the, he's doing the double stack. He's, he's going stacking with Trubisky here. He's going Allen Robinson start of the week. Uh, He said the game should be a shootout, and every outside wide receiver has been successful against Atlanta this season. Expect a big bounce back. Um, I can't say that I agree with Matt just because I'm off Allen Robinson as a whole season long. Uh, But, I mean, the matchup is – it's true. The matchup is there. Allen Robinson should have a good game. It's a great matchup. Atlanta's secondary is terrible. Who are they going to put on him, Isaiah Oliver? Like the (laughs) – I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. Um, so. Sam, I'm out of
1: interest, where do you have Alan Robinson ranked this week?
0: Oh, let me pull it up real quick.
1: Uh, for reference, I have him ranked wide receiver seven on the week. Um, I have him one spot behind Tyreek Hill and one spot ahead of Adam Thielen on the week.
0: Oh, um, my gosh. I have him ranked way higher than I thought I had him ranked. <laughs> I have him ranked what? at wide receiver five on the week.
1: Oh, man, that's even higher than me. Dang, I know. Yeah. That's
0: way higher than I thought I had him ranked. <laughs> I may have yeah. to move that around. So, uh, but yeah, the the matchup was there. The it's it's a great pick. It really is a great pick. If you're trying to play it safe, uh, that's a that's a great pick. He's gonna see the targets. He's he should probably succeed
1: against that secondary. Yeah, it's a great one. I'll go next. And um, this week, you gotta start C. D. Lamb. Um, I'm just gonna list off some numbers for you. Six for 72, eight for 72, and eight for 179. Those are the receiving totals from Demir Bird, Nikhil Harry, and slot receiver Julian Edelman last week against the Seahawks team that CeeDee Lamb has matched up against this week. Um, Dalton Schultz showed out last week, but there's still plenty of targets available over the middle. Uh, This Dallas offense has been potent, and they are looking to get CeeDee Lamb the ball. Last week, he had six receptions for 106 yards on the season. He has 11 receptions on 15 targets for 167 yards. He hasn't even found the end zone yet, and he's been a valuable play every week so far. Um, This week, I think it's the week he finds the end zone. He has a chance to be the top receiver any week from what we've seen so far for one of the top three passing offenses in the league. Uh, CeeDee Lamb is a guy you cannot leave out of your lineups this week. Where do you have him ranked? Uh, Let me see here. This week I have CD Lamb ranked wide receiver twenty-five. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I get
0: like a lot. I mean, my only argument would be that Amari Cooper's the slot receiver, but
1: yeah, they switch around a
0: good bit, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crazy enough. I
1: except Gallup gets catches. It's a great pick.
0: I know you 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 wrote down CD Lamb and you highlighted CD Lamb, but if we're being totally truthful with ourselves. The start of the week for all of us is the is the Dallas Cowboys wide receivers. <laughs> True, uh, but CeeDee Lamb, I think, I think, I do think CeeDee Lamb is probably the the best chance of succeeding a lot this week, uh, just because those top two guys are going to be on Gallup and and Cooper, obviously. But um, I'm also just shocked at how bad the Seahawks secondary has been. They're supposed to be Where a else? good secondary, but they haven't yeah. been great at all.
1: Yeah, and they just lost Bruce Irvin uh, yeah. too. So their pass rush is going to be a little worse. Um, one other name I wanted to throw out, who was originally going to be my start of the week, real quick, Darius Slayton is a sneaky play this week. Uh, Barkley's out. They're going to be playing from behind, from what I said earlier, against the 49ers. Uh, Sterling Shepard's also out this week. Uh, he's looked pretty good so far. I think they're going to get him the ball this week. So if you're desperate for a flex play because of all these injuries, try and sneak Darius Slayton into your lineup.
0: It's a good call. Uh, and my wide receiver start of the week, Um, I wanted to do Michael Gallup really, really bad just because you guys all know how much I love Michael Gallup. I've got C.D. Lamb at 27, Michael Gallup at 28. Uh, But my wide receiver start of the week, I'm shocked that Matt did not make it his, but it's Deontay (laughs) Johnson. Um, The, dare I say, wide receiver one for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, He's seen, I think, the third highest target share in the NFL through two weeks. I think over, over 20 targets through two weeks, and he... Finally got a touchdown last week. He looks awesome. He looks really, really good. And Big Ben, trust him. And Big Ben throws him the ball. He was a steal in drafts. He's going in like the tenth or eleventh round. Um, but yeah, I got Deontay Johnson this week. He's playing against Houston, who is just another a bad a bad secondary. Well, not bad, but middle of the pack to middle lower of the pack. Um, I think that Deontay Johnson and Juju both have good games. I've got Deontay at 14 and Juju at 16. On the week, uh, but I'm I'm going Deontay Johnson start of the week. I think it's going to be awesome. I'm starting him in my in my main league against uh, my buddy. But yeah, Deontay Johnson wide receiver start of the
1: week for me. Yeah, Deontay is the guy. I have him right there on that fringe wide receiver one play on the week, right there with the DK Metcalfs of the world and uh, all of that. I think him and Juju both have a great chance to show out this week. Big Ben loves that man, Deontay yeah, Johnson, sweetheart.
0: Yeah. Hey, well, why don't you? Uh, start us on tight ends with
1: Matt. Yeah, so this week Matt's got my guy who I was originally going to say until I saw Matt had him down. uh, Drew Sample this week. Uh, Just for a frame of reference, like I mentioned on the podcast last week, the Eagles so far this season, the tight ends they faced. uh, Week one, they faced Logan Thomas who had an uncharacteristically great week uh, based off of previous Logan Thomas uh, play. And week two, they just gave up three touchdowns to Tyler Higbee. Uh, when uh, Uzoma finally left the game from his injury last week, uh, Drew Sample was the leading target getter on the Bengals from then on out. I believe it was seven targets uh, from then on out. Uh, Maybe it was nine for seven catches. Uh, But Joe Burrow likes his tight ends. We saw that at LSU. We've seen it so far this season with Uzoma being more mentionable than he has been in the last few years. Uh, Drew Sample is a much higher profile athlete and projects to be a better player long term. Uh, and, this could be his breakout party against a team that has just been destroyed by tight ends so far. So I love that call from Matt. It's a great yeah. One.
0: Also shout out to Matt um, for making that call last week. He said, "Start tight ends against the Eagles." and he was he was right. And that's what it's that's what it's turned out to be. Also, I don't know if you uh, read Matt's joke.
1: Did you read Matt's joke that
0: he wrote that he wanted us to say for? him?
1: Oh, yes. He says, sample looked good in a small sample, parentheses, LOL, size last Thursday night. So, while you guys are all slapping your knees and stuff, be sure to give Matt a shout on Twitter and tell him how funny that was.
0: Yeah, I, I <laughs> can't tell you how hard I laughed
1: when I read that. You really hyped up that joke. Yeah, he did. <laughs> all right. My tight end start of the week is Johnny Smith uh, this week. I think this is about the last week where I'll even include him in start of the weeks because... Based off what we're seeing from this offense, he's just going to be one of those guys you lock and load. Uh, but the Minnesota does, hasn't covered tight ends well so far this year either. Uh, A.J. Brown still isn't playing. They're going to need to pass the ball to somebody. They've gotten Corey Davis and Jonu involved, but Jonu is by far the bigger red zone threat. Uh, Derrick Henry hasn't found the end zone yet, but that's sure to change with his 59 touches on the season. Uh, but Jonu is a great play this week against a team that just got decimated by the Colts and Mo Cox uh, last week. Mo Ali Cox, another guy most people had never heard of, former college basketball player, absolutely balled out against the uh, Vikings in this young, porous secondary. Uh, so, Jonu Smith, you, this should be the week where you realize you don't have to think about starting him again because you should start him every week after this.
0: Hey, I'm uh, I'm curious. Where do you have him ranked in your weekly rankings?
1: Uh, I, let me see here. I believe I have him at tight end 5.
0: I'll tell you where I have him ranked while you're looking um tight end six there we go oh tight end six wow that's 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 nice um i was (laughs) just want to say i was the last put in my start starts of the week so um johnny smith was going to be my tight end start of the week i have johnny smith at what tied in two on the week (laughs) yeah Um, you do of course i do because nothing fits more in brand than overhyping johnny smith and then it working out for me uh so just know that I'm higher on Johnny Smith, and he's gonna be my start of the week. But now I've got to come up with another one. Well, I've already come up with another one. Uh, my <laughs> tight end start of the week is Logan Thomas. Uh, I've got him at tight end 11 on the week. He's against Cleveland. Uh, we kind of already talked about it. Cleveland's been really bad against tight ends, um, and I think Cle. I think Logan Thomas is gonna have a good game. He's already seeing a ton of targets in that offense. Uh, so there's a potential for a multi-touchdown game from Logan Thomas in this in this game. Um, so I got. My Logan Thomas, at tied end 11, but that's a very conservative 11. I think he can finish inside the top 10 for sure. So Logan Thomas, my tight end start of the week.
1: Yeah, that's a good call. I think yeah. a lot of leagues, like more casual leagues, there are a lot of people with two, three tight ends on their roster. So there was probably a guy you could pick up uh, and still be able to pick up reasonably. Uh, Logan Thomas is a great start this week uh, over a lot of other guys with bigger names.
0: I, I just thought of this. I'll, I'll narrate. I'll narrate for you. We did it last week. Let's do some quick, kind of instinctual game picks. You want to do some instinctual game picks real quick? With Let's no, do it. I love no, hyper, no, no. Uh, what's it? What's the word I'm looking for? No preparation for it at all. It's no just prep- quick game picks. Um, first one, we're gonna go with Houston at Pittsburgh. Houston is four point underdogs at home. Oh no! I'm sorry. Uh, Houston is four-point underdogs on the road. Uh, the over-under is 45. Who are you taking in this game?
1: Um, I'm going to take the over, and I'm going to take the Steelers with those four points. Um, wow. I don't think the Texans have the defensive prowess to keep up. Their offense is a little banged up, and they just look out of sync. Uh, they, their offensive line is just not cutting it so far. Deshaun Watson's down my rankings. Big Ben's up my rankings. Give me the Steelers.
0: Yeah. And I am doing the exact same thing that you are. Uh, I'm taking the over and the points for Pittsburgh. Next one. Um, let's do Las Vegas Raiders at the New England Patriots. God, I can't wait to hear
1: what you say for this.
0: There the Raiders. A- wait, did you say, what'd you say? I said, I can't wait
1: to hear what you say for this. Give me the line <laughs> first.
0: The Raiders are five and a half point underdogs. And the over under is 47. Um, what do you? What are you picking here?
1: I'm going to take the Patriots with the under on that. I I think the Raiders are a fun team. Uh, I think they got a little bit more credit than they deserve for a quarterback-less Saints team last week, uh, an injured team. I love Drew Brees. Don't forgive me for saying that. But uh, I think this Patriots offense is just too efficient uh, to fall to the same trap that the Saints did last week. This Raiders team is better than people are giving them credit for, but not this week. All right, well,
0: (laughs) let it be known that I'm a Patriots fan. I just got a new Carhartt 47 brand Patriots legacy hat in the mail today. It looks awesome. It's the old Patriots logo. It looks sick. I love it. I'm going to wear it every day. But I would be lying to myself if I said I thought the Patriots are going to win this game. I think the Raiders look really good. I think John Gruden is a football genius. I think Derek Carr looks like a great NFL quarterback. And I I, re- I think the Raiders go in and I think they win. I think they're going to really show the world that they're the real deal this year. I think they're going to hit the over, over 47. I think last week just proves that the Patriots have the ability to be a high-flying, high-scoring offense. And the Raiders do too. Both of their defenses are pretty good. I mean, we knew the Patriots were a top-tier defense. But the Raiders are coming out and just, their defense is a lot better than we expected. Um, and I think the Raiders are going to run away with this one. I think they're at least going to cover the spread. I think it's going to be a close game. So I'm taking the Raiders' points, but I also am taking the Raiders' money line. I think the Raiders win the game.
1: Pull it up on your rankings for me real quick. Where do you have Derek Carr ranked in fantasy this week?
0: Where do I have Derek Carr ranked in fantasy? Yeah. Oh, goodness. I'm (laughs) kind of terrified. I'm not saying they're going to win off the back of Derek Carr. Yeah. I think he's a great game manager. I think they're going to win it off the back of Josh Jacobs. Okay. i got Derek Carr at
1: 20 and Tom Brady at 19. Okay. <laughs> okay. I have Derek Carr at 28th, just for reference to our listeners. 28th? Are you serious? 28th. One spot ahead of Dwayne Haskins. Um, oh, my goodness. Yeah. I that might move disrespect. him up to 26. Um, I think I might move him up to 26 by the end of the week. But we'll see. But uh, wow. just – just interested. just want to know where, where that – and where do you have Cam ranked this week? Just out of interest.
0: Oh, I said Tom Brady. I'm an idiot. Uh, I have Cam at least inside the top ten, I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, I have him seventh on the week. I was yeah, I've got one. him eighth. Okay, cool. Just just interested. I think that has potential to be a fun game. This Raiders team is more fun than people give them credit for, uh, which I never thought I would say from a John Gruden coached Derek Carr quarterback team. Uh, but they're kind of fun, low-key. Uh, they don't have rugs He's a game week, manager which kind of hurts a little bit. Um, but look out for, like, Nelson Aguilar or Hunter Renfro to randomly have a good week if the Raiders end up do pulling this off.
0: Or for Darren Waller to have 20 targets again. Darren Waller's can going to have
1: a crap ton of perceptions. I, I would be surprised if they put Gilmore on Waller and say screw the wide receivers this Yeah, week.
0: actually, speaking of that, that what you just said about the wide receivers, a very deep DFS play. If you want to throw, throw a dart, um, go for a Hunter Renfro type guy um, in DFS, because I, I think I think you're right. I really do think Gilmore is going to shadow um, Waller for a majority of the game. So look for a dart throw if um, in DFS for Brian Edwards or Hunter Renfro or somebody like that. Yeah. Let's go cool. with our last game here. Yeah. Um, last <laughs> game, probably the game everybody's excited about, Monday Night Football, Kansas City Chiefs at the Baltimore Ravens, uh, two Super Bowl favorites for this year. You got the Chiefs, three-and-a-half-point underdogs on the road, which makes sense. And the over-under, do you have any guesses for what the over-under is? 55. 55, exactly. That's,
1: that's, right. <laughs> that's a good one. Um, man, this is a game I've just kind of avoided and been very status quo with in my rankings all week. Um, really? Yeah, it's a, such a fun game. I just I don't know what to do with it. it like I, The stats don't, don't tell me anything crazy. Uh, these defenses are good but not unreal uh Ravens a little bit better uh the Chiefs got a little exposed by Justin Herbert last week but they weren't expecting to face such a passer um mm-hmm. I'm gonna take the Ravens um I'll take the over I'll take the Ravens to cover and I don't know how I feel about it I think they're a little bit more of a efficient team last week I kind of mentioned it the other week Pat Mahomes he's not coasting Uh, But he's not playing what he needs to right now relative to his talent level, which is nitpicking between best quarterback of all time and best current quarterback in the league. Um, But he was drifting back like nine to 11 yards on some of his backs, throwing off his back foot. Uh, That Chargers defense gets to people. This Ravens defense does get to people pretty well. They're great open field tacklers. Um, I think it's going to be a track meet either way and will probably come down to whoever has the ball last. But my gut's telling Ravens.
0: Yeah, my gut is saying Ravens too, uh, but I'm going to take the Ravens' money line. I think that three-and-a-half-point spread is just so strategic. I really do think it's going to be a field goal game, um, and the Ravens probably win by a field goal. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I have to take the Chiefs' spread because there's just such a good chance that the Chiefs win, and if they don't win, it's going to be very, very close. But I'm I'm with you, over 55 for sure. It's going to be high-powered. It's going to be an exciting Monday night game. I cannot wait.
1: I'll make a fun assertion that it's going to be a lower scoring than the Falcons uh, game last week, the Falcons Cowboys game. The 80, the 80 point over under one. You said <laughs> the 80 point, 80 point over under. I have that as a lower over under uh, yeah, than this week's game uh, between the last two MVPs and their unreal offenses.
0: Yeah. Cool. Well, that's our last game. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of the my fantasy football podcast. we, Love getting to do this. It is so much fun, and we love that we have listeners like you guys that are willing to tune in and have a good time with us and talk about football. So thank you all so much. Hope you guys have a great another football weekend. Week 3 is just around the corner. We are so excited. Thank you guys so much for tuning in.